Welcome everyone to Bringing Kids Home, a TPHC foster care and adoption production. I'm Kristen, TPHC's Executive Outreach Manager. We are excited you are joining us today for a special episode about the Ministry of Serving Children through TPHC. We want you to hear how you can make a difference in a child's life. Today's podcast is sponsored by Jody Matting of Edward Jones. Jody Matting believes that making a positive impact to improve the lives of his clients will better our communities and society. You can find Jody Matting on edwardjones.com. We are grateful to Jody Matting at Edward Jones for supporting today's stories. Now stick around and hear about ordinary people doing extraordinary things to help bring kids home. Hi everyone, my name is Laurie Hinthorn, and today we're talking with a couple of our uh, wonderful employees here at TBHC. Amber Mullinex is our adoption case manager, and Dana Holt is our regional foster care and adoption director. She is stationed presently in Odessa um, in our new uh, location out there. Well, we have a super interesting and touching story to share today. Um, Amber, when did you join us here at TBHC? It was November 1st of last year. Okay. A little over a year. Yay. Okay. Yay. Happy almost anniversary. Or <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Amber came to us. She is a birth mom from back in 2014. Is that correct? And uh, Dana became acquainted with Amber um, shortly after she gave birth. So Amber, let's talk a little bit about that experience. Um, you find out you're pregnant. Kind of, kind of walk us through that. What's going on through your head and and uh, your emotions and everything at that time. So, in order to explain my story and why I chose adoption, I have to go back to when God planted the seed. Okay. So I was actually found out I was pregnant with my daughter, who I know now is my daughter Sierra. And, um, my grandmother had a friend, she, she's a Christian. She was very in tune with God. I don't know how to explain the relationship, but it was something like I had never seen before. And she had mentioned that God wanted me to place my daughter for adoption. And I went home and I prayed about it and I cried, just constantly cried. And I told my grandma, I said, I just don't feel well. Like I'm just crying. I don't feel like this is right. And she said, Amber, follow your heart. And so I did. And obviously I have my daughter. She's almost 11. But when I found out I was pregnant with my son, um, I knew immediately 100% this was the child that God had planned for adoption. Mm. And so I started the process in about March, um, looking for an agency, which I will say is almost unheard of. It's very seldom that expected moms reach out to agencies and, and do that on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I found a place and I called them up and started the process. And it, it was a lot of mixed emotions. I mean, I truly did feel that this is what God wanted. And so there was a bit of peace and calm, but then there, there was also sadness because had circumstances been different, obviously I would have chosen to parent. Um, but as crazy as it sounds, there really was peace and calm and knowing that I was making the correct decision mm-hmm. and truly felt that God wanted me to place. Okay. That's, that's awesome. I love how he can give us peace in the middle of that storm that, that just that anger to hold on to. Um, so just to be clear, you were not 
you did not place through TBHC. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. I did not place through TBHC. Okay. Amber, what were some of the fears you had before contacting agency? What, what were your concerns or worries? I would say my biggest concern was judgment. What were others going to think about me choosing adoption? Um, what was my family going to think? Were they going to be supportive? Um, what were my kids going to think in time? Like at the time, my daughters were, let's see, about seven and a half and two and a half. Mm -hmm. um, so that they were still young, but they're, I knew I was 24. Uh, excuse me, I was 27. I do apologize. Um, so I knew that there were going to be questions eventually mm -hmm. um, and having to explain that and knowing that my life was going to change forever. Um, it can be a bit terrifying, but again, there still was that calming and peace that even though I had these reservations and these questions, I knew that I could trust in God and that he would provide those answers at the time and the support that I would need and that Ultimately, I had him on my side, regardless of what others felt, and that I knew I was making the right decision. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, walk us through the process. You know, I being a mom and knowing what it feels like to give birth, and and you see your baby the first time, and your emotions are just all over the place. Kind of walk us through how that felt. I, you know, obviously you'd already had two, and. And you kind of knew what to expect, but but then knowing that you're not going home from the hospital with this child in your hand arms, you know, how how did that feel, and 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 what did what was going through your mind? So it definitely was difficult. Um, I did again. I had a great support system. My family was very supportive of my decision, um, and so I had people praying for me. Um, I had already decided, we had already talked with his family, their, their name, their, his parents are Sarah and Josh. So I had talked to Sarah and Josh. I had invited them to the hospital. I invited them into the room. They were there for the entire experience, start to finish, everything in between. Um, and then I had invited them to stay um, at the hospital for the two days that I would be there. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did that's because I felt that it would be easier for me mm -hmm. to be able to like watch them with him and see just how great they did, yeah. which thinking back on it and we had like funny jokes about it is that it had to be absolutely terrifying for them, but they <laughs> did it. And, and it wasn't me judging or anything like that. Like, Oh, they, maybe they're not going to be a good parent. It was nothing like that. It mm -hmm. literally helped me process better and just seeing them with him and how much they already loved him mm -hmm. and were taking care of him and advocating for him, it just really solidified a decision that this is the right decision. This is what God wants. I'm seeing God working through them already. Um, and it made it easier in that sense. Not saying that it was completely easy. I did have a moment, <laughs> a funny story. There was a moment, it was about 12, one in the morning. I call I didn't say a word it was Josh was there um so Sarah had went back to the hotel which is around the corner from the hospital and Josh was there and he was sleeping on the couch while Miles was sleeping and I call my my adoption social worker and I'm like I can't do this Kathy I just mm -hmm. I can't do this and so she comes from North Dallas all the way to where I am mm -hmm. and again Josh has no idea <laughs> he wakes up finds out what's going on and he quietly leaves and I have no idea where he goes. I find out later 
few years later that he had walked all the way back to the hotel at one o'clock in the morning with the laptop in Dallas. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds safe. <laughs> <laughs> but that it was just, again, solidified that I chose the right family, that they're the perfect family because like that had to be difficult for him mm. and to leave and to not know, but to give me that space and that time and that, that privacy mm-hmm. um, meant a lot. And so I talked to Kathy. She had, we had a list of reasons why I chose adoption. We went over that list and I was good after that. Mm-hmm. It was that one time it just was overwhelming all at once. And again, it probably was the emotions of like having a baby and all, right. all those hormones are just <laughs> the crazy decision that you probably had to make in your entire life. And mm-hmm. it's the most loving decision to make because you had to put his needs over your needs. And that's the hard part about what we do is watching someone hurt, but making the decision that they know is best for them and the child. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not easy. Um, but I am so grateful to have that option and to, to have been able to place. And I, I wear it as a badge of honor to be a birth mom. Like Absolutely. I truly do. Um, it changed my life. And you changed someone else's in the process. That's so awesome. And do you see reflections of yourself and your experience in these young women that you work with? Oh, yes, very much so. Um, a lot of the women I work with are, some of them are young, but some of them actually have children. They have two or three kids like I like I did. Mm-hmm. And um, they just aren't sure what the future looks like or if they can handle this and that and so a part of me likes to be able to remind them that uh, the saying that I live by uh, is this too shall pass yes you're going through a very hard time right now but God will see you through it and and help help you get past it and if I had known then what I known today and how much my life was going to change for the better um I mean I'm still still would have done it of course but (laughs) Maybe it would have made it a little bit easier thinking of like how it all worked out. But just to remind like them that yes, you're going through this right now, but this is not your forever. This is a moment in your book, in your chapter book mm-hmm. of so many other things that God has in store for you and plans for you. Um, and I hope that that's, I guess, I don't know, motivation for them mm-hmm. to keep going and to get through it and choose what they wanted if they decide to parent or if they decide adoption is the best option knowing that tbhc is there to support them i'm always offering to answer any questions they have from a birth mom perspective 100 mm-hmm. honesty um i also let them know even if they don't choose tbhc i want them to know the facts so that when they are choosing an agency they can make an informed decision on what they should be looking for in an agency because mm-hmm. that's the bottom line is that we want to make sure that they're provided for and taken care of. Yeah. So Amber, um, in my 10 years of being in the adoption field um, with working with an expectant mom, many of those that chose to place um, chose to place due to lack of resources or lack of funding. And um, I believe that was your story too. You just didn't have the resources to parent a third child is that right yes that is correct I um I think back on it and I remember my rent 
was $535 at the, uh, at the time, which was a lot for a single mother, but my daycare was over 800. And when your daycare is more than your rent for two kids, the thought of having another baby who is the most expensive in daycares, mm -hmm. it just, there was just no way. And I, I didn't know of any resources to help me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I know in my, in my time, I've worked with expectant moms, I've worked with expectant fathers as well. And they all share that, most of them share that same in commonality of, I, we just can't afford, you know, to, to, to take care of another child. And, and I think that's where, um, if you're in that situation, for those that are listening to us, you know, know that you can call TBHC, you can talk to anyone in our adoption department, and we will help get you connected to the resources that you need. A lot of people don't know that there are crisis pregnancy centers and um, that crisis pregnancy centers can do a pregnancy test on you. They can do a sonogram to confirm that you're pregnant. They can give you diapers. They have parenting classes that they can offer. And so there's a lot of resources that no one really talks about and we're not aware that they exist. But as an agency, we wanna empower um, women and men that are um, facing a, an unplanned pregnancy and we want to make sure that you have what you need um, to to either parent or to receive education on what your options and adoption would look like. That's good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So a young woman or I'm sorry. So a woman in this situation that was to say they call TBHC and they get you on the phone, you're not, you're not going to be talking them into adoption. You're going to walk them through their options and help them just make the best informed decision for themselves. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Yes. Yeah. We, we want to make sure that we counsel them on all options that they um, can and, and remind them. So not only counsel, but remind them, even if you choose the parent. We will support you. We mm -hmm. can offer you resources. I can help you find stuff, get you plugged into different um, places that that help more with parenting. Mm -hmm. um, we want them to know that they have advocates at TBHC mm -hmm. and we'll support them whether they decide to adopt or whether they decide to parent. We want to be there for them and help them make that decision. And again, not make rash decisions. That's why the counseling is important mm -hmm. for them. We also definitely want them. So while I can counsel like on that part of it, um, I really like to get them um, with someone who can counsel them on other aspects of their life. Because sometimes they could have trauma that stems from the past and stuff. So if I can get them to see a counselor to not only, so if they do decide to, to adopt, they can get to see a counselor for that grief and loss that they're going to experience mm -hmm that we will discuss as well, but for them to get counseling on other aspects of their life, because we're all going through many things. Wow. Um, so that's beneficial for them, as well as, you know, getting resources for mm -hmm. them too. Well, that is, that's so neat, because, you know, I think some people may have the impression that, you know, if I call the adoption agency, they're after my baby, they're, that's what they're focused on. But this, to me, sounds so much like you're looking at the whole person and, and not just the fact that it's a pregnant woman, but a a person who who has needs and hurts and things that need to be addressed and, and worked through, and she may need help in other areas. I love that. That's well. Um, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story. I know it's 
um, there's a lot of uh, stuff there to unpack. So um, we appreciate you sharing that with us and for Dana uh, sharing your, your part of the story. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with today's guest or any of our previous guests, you can contact us through our email, podcast at tbhc.org. That's podcast at tbhc.org. Leave us a comment, recommend a guest to our show, and give us a five-star review wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information, check out our website, tbhc.org, and discover how you can participate in bringing kids home. All right, now we're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>